Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled. I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about Batwoman Season 1, Episode 1 as the pilot, uh, quite simply. So we'll start spoiler free because it is a new new show, new new first episode. Uh, we'll give you warnings somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. And this is an interesting one for us because we know we're not going to keep reviewing this, at least as a pair. Um... We, st- you know, we used to do television for the multiverse, we reviewed all DC shows, and we put an end to that during the summer. Um, I still have plans to do some solo stuff for the shows, uh, you'll kind of see what that looks like a little bit later this week. But it made sense to do a dedicated pilot review, uh, traditionally, for Batwoman, since it is a new show, and people would be curious as to her thoughts. And this is obviously spinning out of the last crossover, although this is set before the last crossover, because this is actually the origin of Batwoman in the show. So the cross- crossover last year, Elseworlds, took place, I don't know. Yeah, so somewhere between <clears throat> episodes two and eight, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess. <laughs> um, very possibly. Yeah, I, mean, I could see the time jump happening before Crisis happens, but yeah, uh, maybe they'll do something else. But I don't know. But yeah, so we'll start spoiler free. Um, yeah, Batwoman. If you don't know what Batwoman is, is, is a general concept. Batwoman's a relatively new character now there was a batwoman once a t- long time ago but in terms of this batwoman this you know kate kane uh, the cousin of bruce wayne uh, she is from the mid 2000s and 52 was the series that kind of introduced her and so she's relatively new to to the whole thing obviously there's been a, some newer characters in the bat family but she's yeah relatively speaking by comic standards but in, enough that she's quite well established i mean yeah obviously we're talking about like 14 years at this point so i mean it's been a while but um you know, she, she, like, I mean, even Stephanie Brown, the third Batgirl, I mean, it wasn't Batgirl yet, but she existed in the comics before Kate did. You know, Kate yeah. is a very new concept. Uh, so she, she you know, obviously becomes Batwoman. It's very different in the comics because she doesn't replace Batman in the comics because the TV show, Batman's missing. He's been missing for a few years. And she kind of comes in because of a, a, a pardon the word crisis that's happening and kind of suits up to save an old uh, friend and that's kind of the, the gist of you know why, why she starts doing what she's doing and uh, i mean i suppose technically batman was missing in 52 at the time but yeah i don't know i guess it's just because after 52 she's been operating in the same world as batman the entire time so i've never really thought of it so, yeah there was there was one year where she was yeah. on her own and then you know the remaining you know 12 or 13 years however long it's been it's it's been yeah she's just there with batman it's fine yeah and she's kind of opposed batman in her, her style and like how she operates and things like that um and in the comic she's led by her military father who kind of is her like badass version of alfred who is calling the shots and is kind of very very different to the character in the show honestly jacob kane in this tv show is very different to she's closer to what Jacob Kane is now in the comics at this point of Batman's career, but is closer, but he's not there. He's not. He's not. He's not. I don't, I don't think, he doesn't even resemble Jacob Kane to me. Which doesn't I necessarily mean, closer in the sense that he's he's significantly more antagonistic towards his daughter. Would you describe him as antagonistic in this episode? I mean, in the sense that you know he's not on her side, giving her all the shots. He's he's a bit more awkward. He's kind of holding her back a bit. Come on, in the comics, he flat out gets her kidnapped and shit at various points so she can't interfere. Like, th- this is nothing sure. compared. Th- this is just typical TV, Dad. I don't want you to be in the it dangerous is, yeah. situations. Yeah. Um, that, that's a weird. No, you're wrong. <laughs> he, he's, just, he's just. They've turned him into typical, like, 
understandable TV dad. Where the whole, where in the comics, Jacob Kane, kind of the point of the character is that he isn't feel like a dad at all. He feels like yeah. he's, he's just training another soldier. He's, he's got a very different attitude. So uh, that's something that's very different from from the the character's origins. Um, and there's a lot of little differences here or there. Uh, but we'll get into those as we talk about it. Um, yeah. So as we say, you know, she's uh, doing her version of the Batman Begins training uh, montage, where she's out in the ice and she's doing some swimming. And uh, it was hard not to think of that portion of that film uh, for this. It was this scene. Uh, very intentional, I think. Very, yeah, very lightly. Um, even the way Enterprise is building feels kind of like the one from Batman Begins to me. It looks kind of similar. It does. This isn't too surprising, given that you know Arrow from its you know love to feel like feel like the Batman Begins stuff. Um, so I mean, you know, this being an extension of that universe, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, the actual the exterior shots are from Chicago. I was recognizing yeah, yeah. locations in Chicago, which is the same city they use for at least the first yeah, two exactly. Batman movies. So. They're intentionally going for something that feels familiar as Gotham. Um, and to be fair, it does look fine as Gotham. The Gotham feels Gotham-y uh, to a point. Um, yeah. uh, I don't necessarily quite get the... There was at one point, and this, this was in the trailer as well, Kate talking about how, oh, the city, no one fears anything anymore. They need to fear a bat. And nothing in the episode outside of one villain really tells me that Gotham really needs that. <laughs> like, it feels like it's just a typical city. Uh, otherwise... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it just feels like, oh, business is normal, except for the fact that we're told that, you know, oh, Batman's gone, so we need this crow security system that that, uh, that Jacob Kane runs. I, I, I guess the crows have been doing a fairly good job. I suppose so. I suppose they have. Um, it sounds like I've been really negative. I don't actually completely dislike this pilot. I, I think uh, it's perfectly fine for the most yeah, part. Yeah, it's all right. There's uh, some terribly clunky dialogue. There's some awful flashbacks, which were probably the worst I part of the episode. A horrible, janky style to them. Yeah, well, because this is the thing, the the visual style of the main part of the show um, is making a good point of uh, feeling more like a Batman and less like an Arrow thing, because as much as just saying it's an extension of Arrow, they're intentionally going out of their way to give it a different colour palette. And a different aspect ratio. And a different aspect ratio, yes, which is fairly unique for the CW, actually. For the CW, I I don't recall a single other CW show that has used this. I could be wrong. It's a new but, era. They've got they've got the Netflix ratio, which is about two point oh to one. So, um, interesting. But it, it, you know, it's, it's got this uh, kind of more, you know, night city night glow. You all all the amber kind of lights, the kind of thing. It really feels like they're playing that. A lot of desaturation, but it feels like they're really playing up that kind of feel, um, which I think is different to Arrow, which really kind of bass in a lot of shadows which is funny because obviously you think of batman you think batwoman you think shadows and it's not that there's not shadows there is but it's definitely got a different feel to it than what arrow does where it, it does. just kind of and darkens as much everything. as we have problems with arrow that is not inherently a bad thing that choice that they made at the start um it's arguably not the correct choice for a, a green arrow tv show maybe not but at the time when they were like well we're never doing batman so this is this is this we're doing batman with green arrow i can understand their choice there so you know she comes back to town uh, she's not allowed to sort of work with the, the crow uh, security system which are also the investigators in this as well apparently they, they, they didn't really quite exactly nail down the the power and jurisdiction of this this uh, you know group because yeah, they're a private force but they seem to have access to pretty much anything yeah, and they're hunting. Like it sounds like no, they're just they're, they're security, they're protection detail at first, but then they're actually like investigating and like hunting down leads they, and things. They do <laughs> seem to be employed by the city, though. 
Yes. So I guess, you know, that's why they have as much jurisdiction as they do. I suppose. I suppose they do. Uh, but, she, you know, Kay comes back uh, because her ex-girlfriend uh, is kidnapped by Alice, our main villain, who's introduced in this episode. Uh, you know, she's got the, the blonde hair from the comics, which kind of looks like the character. Um, maybe not quite as maniacal as I read her when I'm reading the comics. You know, in the comics, I, I really feel like she's completely lost it. Whereas this character feels like uh, just kind of a super villain who occasionally makes an Alice in Wonderland reference. That's fair, yeah. Uh, it's not terrible, though. Not terrible, but they haven't been full crazy with her. Um, so, you know, Kate eventually finds out uh, about uh, that Bruce was Batman, because Bruce is referenced a few times, as are a few other, you know, related characters. Uh, but I actually wasn't sure if she knew or not, <laughs> to be honest, until she found out. And yeah, I was me like, too. I was like, oh, she's just discovering this now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where, because we knew from Elseworlds that she knew by that point. Yeah. So it was like, well, does she know now? Who knows? Yeah, because there's a one point earlier on where uh, Jacob says, oh, you're like, you know, you're, you're like the female version of your cousin. You're the female Bruce Wayne. Which you're first female of all, Bruce Wayne. I was like, terrible line of dialogue. That was a terrible line of dialogue. But what was weird about that to me is I was like, does he know? <laughs> like, I wasn't <laughs> sure. Because in the comics, Jacob Kane knows. So, again, this was yeah. something that uh, they're playing a little I, bit differently. I suspect he doesn't know yet either. Um, I mean, we could be wrong, but... I... Oh, I don't no think reason. he does. No, I, I think the fact that she doesn't know basically confirmed to me that he does. I mean, they could tell us later that he does, but it doesn't seem like he does. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but, I mean, that that line was one of the, probably one of the worst three lines in the episode. It was, hey, people who are just tuning in, this is what this is. She's just Bruce Wayne. Just go with it. Yeah. Well, it was the uh, same mistake they made to start a Supergirl where they try and present her as just a female version of Superman rather than actually uh, give her any of her own kind of like, you know, world or, or details I, or i think what's amusing though is in this you know this clearly shows she is a very different character than bruce wayne is yeah but it's uh, still it's still doing the same thing that supergirl did though it's still having her just be the woman batman <laughs> or for gotham oh, like no, it is it is but i just mean in, in the sense that she's she's the female batman sure but i would not have said female bruce wayne <laughs> so oh it's, no it's yeah line of dialogue in that sense Oh yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. She seems so different from Bruce Wayne, but um, the show is definitely handling her at least so far as she's she's becoming the the bat, you know, the bat person of Gotham, and therefore is kind of just you know to the fact that she's got her cave that's under uh, Wayne Enterprises. It looks kind of her Alfred now. Or not? Uh, look, yeah, like I was, I was just, I was second guessing myself. <laughs> I almost said Lucius, um, but uh, Lucius's son, look, uh, who, who's there? And the, the, I mean, I had some palette problems where like his introduction, for example, felt really rushed. It felt really where quick. He just kind of barges in and then. Oh hey, I guess you know this stuff now. Yeah, it just it felt really quick, and uh, you know the, the the like the fight and stuff because you know she doesn't actually find the suit and all that until like maybe uh, uh, through maybe maybe more than that. Like I I think by the point where she's we're even getting to the point where she's maybe considering like putting on a costume and doing this. Like you know we're less than ten minutes of the episode left, and we have to have the big yeah, showdown okay. where she has her big entrance and she you know whatever, but. Um, where people see her in the sky and you know think Batman's back kind of thing. Um, there's not really a lot of spell in this episode actually. Uh, really, mainly because it's it's she becomes Batwoman. Uh, not fully though, because no. A, she's not got that moniker. B, she's not got her suit yet. She's just wearing kind of a modified version of his suit, which I don't actually. I hate that suit. The cowl looks terrible. <laughs> it's just that. honestly, I think it's just the ears are too short. It's not that. It's, it, no, it's the, it's the way it angles back. The way I hate it. 
Really? The angle of it's wrong. No, the angle of it's wrong. Um, which is fine because I know that she's going to have a better kill when she has it gets her proper suit because we've seen her proper suit. But the Batman of this world look like shit, and I'm I'm going to stick to that. I, I don't hate the shape, just the the ears ears are off for me. Nah, nah, I wasn't a fan. But um, so despite all the th- all the things that I've mentioned that don't quite match up, or all the things that you know feel piloty or whatever, I didn't hate the episode. The episode, um, you know. Whenever, first of all, the music's quite good. Um, obviously, the main theme, yeah. which was introduced last last year in the crossover, uh, is really good. And what I like is, is they add the drums and stuff like from the start of the episode, but they didn't actually hit that main theme until like they're, she's standing in the suit and someone sees her, and it's kind yeah, of a big moment. And I like all the they got all this bouncy synth stuff going on throughout the episode. That was feeling. Yeah, um, I noticed specifically Alice's theme was quite good. It had this kind mm. of maniacal. Uh, kind of gleefulness to it which i thought was uh, it stuck out to me it stuck out to me as a nice little theme uh, yeah. which is good i think that's a big part of these shows and i think it's hard to judge one of these cw shows based on their pilots because ultimately all of the interesting things that this show is probably going to do are going to be later many of many of which won't even be season one because we're going to be dealing with a lot because i'll tell you right now the 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 ex-girlfriend and uh the kind of love triangle that's set up by the end like this is by far the worst stuff in the episode <laughs> It is. It is. It's. It's. You know the most CW stuff. Yeah, but when you know when she's when she's hunting down people in mass and she's fighting and, um, you know she's punching and kicking. It you know it, it works a little bit. This, this 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 episode is perfectly fine. It's a decent introduction. The problem is with all of these CW shows is how does it hold up over a season? Uh, because that's usually where they fall down is the pacing. Things just start feeling off as it goes. Uh, usually individual episodes, especially early on, are kind of okay. I feel like, because obviously they mentioned Arkham at one point, and there's like a Burnside uh, orphanage, so that was a nice little, you know, yeah. you know name thrown in, Burnside, if you don't if you uh, know Burnside. There's always tons of those in these shows, isn't there? There is, but obviously we're in a different part of the world now, we're in Gotham, so we're going to get a different set of things that we're going to get referenced. All, all Batman creators referenced instead of just, you know, Arrow and Flash artists and writers. Yeah, yeah, most likely. Um, I did. I think um, the action was was pretty fine. I, I mean, it wasn't stand, super standout, but it didn't stick out as bad either. I uh, liked the bit where she was going through the building, taking out you know a bunch of them in the hallway in the in the lift. Hmm. Thought it was pretty good there. It was when it got to like one on one moments, like you know with Alice and stuff. And that's where it fell flat. Yeah, but that's something they can improve over time. Um, and you know, they, they give her kind of the, the, the bat vibe when she sort of makes her big entrance. You know, she's like pulling people out, you know, with grapples and things like that. And mm. you know, it was funny to see her grapple up and use the grapple gun. It was funny to see kind of those bat moments. I'm amazed she's as good as it as she is immediately. That's just convenience. It is. It's just convenience. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's basically the spoiler-free I've got, thoughts. Uh, one more thing I'd like to say, which is uh, what one more negative thing, unfortunately. Something that early Arrow did that I remember hating a lot in the early bits of Arrow, even when I was, you know, mostly enjoying the show, it's that goddamn voiceover. And this does that as well. It's framing it in like she's writing in a diary and it's, you know, reading that narration out. But I just, it always feels clunky and off. I can't wait till they get to the point where she can just say these things to people and it's not a problem then. And it kind of fades away. Um, So I'm looking forward to that being gone. How long till she has a team of at least four people? Well, she's already got one. Are you including her? No. Okay, four others. 
Okay, may, 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 maybe the end of the season for four others. Because you got Luke already as the main yeah. guy in the chair. Um, you know, the ex-girlfriend, assuming she doesn't die at some point, will probably end up in on it <laughs> eventually. You've got the, the sister. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's already going to for being patched up. The stepsister, specifically. Um, yes. Uh, which is important because she has a real sister who'd passed away uh, in a car accident. Well, yes. it's a car accident. Um, I, I, I don't want to even talk about that before we get to spoilers because I feel like I'm just going to say things based on the comics and I can't talk talk about it without revealing things. Um, but um, she, she she has a stepsister um, who I don't remember ever having stepsister or a stepmother from the comics. That this is a new thing, I right? I don't recall it, but I've not read all Batwoman stuff, so you know. I mean, I've not read all of Batwoman stuff, but I've read a decent amount of Batwoman stuff. I've I, read patches. Um, but you know, she's got a stepsister who is a med student who runs an illegal free clinic because she's like you know a do-gooder, and you know, like fine. Again, it feels like one of these TV she, things. She's her Leslie Tompkins. This feels like one of these TV things, though, where it's like, oh, we need someone who can, she can go to for med stuff, so we're going to make it like a whole thing where it's like a whole separate setting and she's got this like whole underground operation going. Yeah, but I'm sure it won't be long till she figures out, hey, all these injuries is getting suspicious. Oh, probably, yeah. She'll probably get in on it fairly quickly. But I, yeah, it's, there's a lot of like TV tropes and TV kind of formula things that are applied to Batwoman. Yeah. And even though technically the flashback stuff, uh, where you know she's in she's in the the military academy or whatever, and her sexuality becomes a problem, it it, it like even though that's I mean I don't remember the exact all the details because most of us have read that early stuff, but you know the gist of it is accurate to the comics and that this this did happen in her past. Yeah. Um, but in the show, it's extremely tedious because it's, just, it's a, it has to be super quick because they only have like two scenes to really do the whole thing. Um, you've got this ridiculously bright filter over everything. Oh, it looks terrible. Um, and you just have this kind of forced emotion because you have essentially one scene to set up that they're madly in love, and then one scene to kind of do, you know completely tear it oh, apart. It's all gone, yeah. <laughs> and there's just no no way that you can do that in that time. You, you, you know, maybe some of the best writers ever can can manage it, but you know, it's a high bar. Uh, usually, it takes a bit of time to establish you know that that you actually care not just knowing you should care because of what it is i mean i can no you can do it in two scenes you can do it in two scenes but they need to be two long scenes that take their time oh sure i mean in this specific amount of time that, mm. that we have here so uh, uh no so i'm going to spoil the warning full spoilers for the rest of the episode uh should there be any and i mean there's one big one at the end which isn't a spoiler to us because we know it from the comics but um, I'm actually kind of glad they did this this early, even though it feels clunky to just throw it in the pilot. I'm glad that it's just out the way, and I don't have to lie about it. No, I get that because a part of me is like, well, you know, we can just say it, and it's and you know, I saw a headline last night before I watched this. It just the headline was Batwoman's villain is exactly who you think it is. And I went, cool. We've been saying that since since the show was announced, so that's fine. You know, it didn't bother me. Um, and I'm glad that everyone's on the same page. But it should it no should be who we think around. it is. It would be a problem if it wasn't. Exactly. Yeah. I'm no. I'm disputing that headline. That's a stupid headline. Why? Why? Why is that journalism? It's I don't know. It's it's one of these you know recap articles. I'm sure. It is no, the, the tone of no, but the tone of that says, "Oh, well, maybe we'd be a bit excited if it was someone else." No, like, like, why, why is that even news? Of course, it's exactly who we I, think it is because it would be a complete betrayal I, of what the character is to do that. anything else. 
I didn't read it that way. I read it as this is one of those recap headlines that's like, here's the twists. And it gives you a headline like that so that people like us can see that and go, okay, we, we know what it is. And maybe we'll click on it to, to get the information if we hadn't already watched the show. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, you know, it's, it's to potentially get people who are fans of the comics. Excited. Well, um, I mean, basically, we haven't said what it is yet because you derailed us with a stupid headline. Um, Beth, uh, her, you know, presum- presumably dead sister, who they make a point of saying they never found the body. In fact, I didn't like that moment where she's like, but Bruce was looking all those years. Why did he never find it? What reason could there be that he never found a body? I'm like, because there's no body, she's alive, you stupid cow. I mean, it was a pretty stupid thing anyway, because, I mean, she's in a river, gets washed away, could have ended up anywhere. It happens. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, logically, but I'm talking about in the context of seeing the way it's presented. I know, but even as a moment with that dialogue, I hated it on the, on the, the level of, well, there's a very obvious reason why, beyond the other obvious reason why, you know, that, that she actually gets to. It just, it bugged me in both ways. Um, but yeah, so Beth, her presumed dead sister, is Alice. Um, and, you know, obviously we know more about this from the comics, and I don't want to like, go into it too much, but um, the, the reveal here is, I mean, like I say, it, it does feel kind of rushed to just throw it in the pilot, but I'm glad that it's just over and done with, because if I was having to talk about, you know, like, six episodes of this, and like, Alice is constantly popping up, and it's like, not until episode seven when they do the big reveal, oh, Alice is actually Beth. It's, it's one of those things where, Assuming you haven't read the comics, and yeah, you know, which let's be honest, the vast majority of people who watch this show will not have. Mm-hmm. I can see that working well for them, you know, having some time to establish it and then you know, pull the rug out from under them. Yeah. But in today's culture, where, like I said, that headline I saw was, you know, probably within an hour of the show airing, uh, you would you would never hide it. So you might as well just lean into it and, and get it out of the way. Yeah. Um, so they reveal, reveal that at the end, and that's you know whatever. And she has her cheesy narration as she writes in the journal, and you know mm. that, that's that's what it is. Uh, they introduce that her ex girlfriend has a husband now, and it's this awkward kind of love triangle moment. And you know this is the, like this is this is the sort of thing that you know after years of watching these shows, I'm just like, <sighs> okay, here we go. Yeah. Because it's never compelling in these shows. They never do relationships that, like, or at least rarely they do relationships where you give a shit about the actual pairing, where you give a shit about the the outcome. How, how many in these superhero shows would you say we you you have given a shit about the CW ones? The CW ones. <laughs> do you know what, do you know what the sad part is? I feel like the ones that I have cared about got ruined. No, 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 no. Stop trying to predict what I'm trying to say. I feel like the ones that I care about tend to be because they're just supposed to be together from the comics rather than because I actually care about the pairing in the show. You know, like, Barry and Iris are supposed to be together. So, and, you know, to some extent, I care that Barry and Iris are together, but not really because I really care about... Not because of anything the show actually did. Yeah. Yeah, okay, I get that. Um, I'd say Legends has probably come the closest. Legends has got some fun pairings where I've actually liked the, the pairs, yeah. Like, you know, the Zari and Nate, for example. Yeah, or Ray and Nora. Yeah, there's some fun couples on there. Um, but here's the thing, though. They, they never really, at least to begin with, those were always played as just kind of running go- jokes that they were kind of being awkward with each other. And then they developed into things yes. rather than introduce as, hey, look at this love triangle, bitches. Yes, so... Yeah. Mm, yeah. 
don't know. Uh, the flashbacks are definitely the worst part about it. I can see this relationship being the worst part, which is a shame because, you know, a big part of Batwoman's character is that she is one of the first big gay superheroes. And I think for them to kind of like give us a really crappy relationship, which is obviously where we're going to kind of explore that side of her the most, it kind of sucks. And uh, that's a shame. It's a shame to whiff on that part of her. Even if like how they handle like anything else with it might be good but i don't think they handled the flashbacks with it well i thought those were just kind of cheesy and no like, and, and like we've seen cw shows can handle this well like, like alex on supergirl mm-hmm. was handled really well i mean there was some great stuff with her yeah yeah that, that first kind of portion of her like sort of discovering that and revealing that about herself and her first relationship was pretty good this i mean the, her new like relationship that they just set up has been really yeah, rough but that's but... because we, we just don't care about do you know what's really bad? I got half an hour into the new episode of Supergirl before we stopped to do this. And I know she's in that episode, and I can't for the life of me tell you her name. I want to say Kelly. That could be right. I want to say Kelly Olsen. That could be wrong. Um, she's just boring. It's not that she's boring. She has no presence or charisma, and she has no chemistry with Alex whatsoever. Um, yeah. So... Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to add about that. Uh, uh, you know, the, the Batgirl, that's uh, the Batgirl said, the Batwoman, like, fight stuff, uh, you know, where she actually grapples some people out, uh, it looked pretty good. The actual one-on-one fight with Alice, not as much. Um, but I did think her diving down to, like, save, uh, oh, what's her name, her ex-girlfriend, uh, Sophie, when she jumps down to save her, that actually felt very, like, like Batman-y in the, in the sense that, it, it reminded me of scenes from old Batman movies, like the way she was sort of diving down. For better or worse, it felt kind of in the style of like the legacy of what Batman's I been on I film. I would say for better in that it felt in tone of what it should look like, or at least tradi- it looked traditional. Well, no, well, like, the reason why I say right. better or worse, because I, I'm equally thinking of like Batman Forever here. Like It reminded me, the way the cape was flapping, it made me think of Batman no, Forever. No, no, I get that, but that's not necessarily a bad part of Batman Forever. The way the cape flaps, were, you know... There's a lot of bad things I can say about that movie, but I wouldn't say the the way the cape flaps when he goes down is, is a bad thing. <laughs> that's not what I mean. You're, you're taking it... Out. No, I know. You're, you're saying you know, it reminds you of that movie and that's not necessarily what you want. Well, no, no, no. no. I mean, I mean, like, the fakeness of it was reminiscent of the way it looked kind of fake when, when sure. they were diving in that movie. It had that same kind of, uh, like, CG kind of effiness to it. Yeah, it's probably a fully CG cape. Well, she's diving surprised. like that, probably, yeah. yeah. I love the CG cape when she's just walking around, though, because she's, uh... Well, it just doesn't. Yeah. It's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, in the action shots, though. Because uh, it's the, uh... I'm sure it's the same with Supergirl. When she's walking around in the suit, the cape's there. It's real. It is, it is. But in most of the action scenes, it's not, because it's easy, because it just gets in the way. Yeah. Watchable CW show. But that's that's basically the extent of my praise. It's, it's, it's a watchable... It's another one. <laughs> it's another one. It's got some decent, good music. Um, yeah. You know, uh, you know, Ruby Rose has some presence. Um, some of the more dramatic sort of dialogue scenes, she falters. Um, in fact, there's one scene with her and her dad where they have kind of like a sort of confrontation about like him never going to like you know hire her for his team, um, where. That was maybe like the worst like present day scene because it just if again mm. the drama felt very forced, it didn't really feel earned, and uh, very, it was a very pilot esque problem. It's a very, but... it is, and 
it's not that her acting is terrible here. It's that the dialogue isn't very good. And we've seen it on, like, for example, on Supergirl where, okay, when the acting is good enough, they can salvage even those moments where the writing's not good. Uh, Ruby Rose is, is good, but I don't think she's quite as good as some of those where she can, you know, turn the terrible writing into something great. Mm. all right but that's Batwoman so let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below you can like and subscribe all that stuff you can get us on the twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates if you want to support the show and the channel and everything we do here you can head over to patreon.com slash tv where you can support us for as little as one dollar per month and you can uh, get some bonuses and exclusives and all sorts uh, but otherwise that is us so thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching tv guys have you got any vanilla